hi everyone um, and welcome back. It's um, Angela and Siobhan again. Again. Uh, again. <laughs> uh, but today it's just the two of us. Um, this will be sort of our last podcast, oh, our last episode um, of this season's podcast because uh, we're going to have a little bit of break and um, planning what we want to say next time. Um, so there's just a few things on our initial uh, list that we had that we haven't discussed that Siobhan and I were going to talk mm. about and also just a sort of a summary at the end of what we feel has gone right, what we'd like to improve on and um, what we're going to do next. Absolutely, yeah. But let's start with the things that we noticed that people haven't really brought up, which is, um, well, the first thing we thought about was wedding rings. Yeah. What, what do you do with your wedding ring? How long do you wear it for? Do you take it off? Do you put it around your neck? How does one feel? Do you still feel married somehow? Or it's a really, really tricky one, and I think everybody's different. At what and they I want think to do. that's that's so evident within the group, isn't it? That we've we've all done different things. Um, and on, on a personal level, I I wore my wedding ring for about three years. Um, but not my engagement ring. My engagement ring felt like it was a celebration, a, a happy thing of when right. we first started yeah. our journey together in married life. So I couldn't wear my engagement ring, which was strange at the time because I now wear it. But uh, I started, well, the reason I took my wedding ring off was I, I took my youngest two on holiday and um, we met a lovely couple and, and they were grandparents and talked a lot about their children and the grandchildren and they'd obviously been married for many many years mm. and um, every time we went out we bumped into them and we'd say what have you been doing and we got to know them really well and, and sort of on the last night um, I passed by and the, the gentleman said to me oh what have you done today and I said oh I took the kids to the market and he said oh it's all right for some isn't it while well, you're here your old man's at home paying for it mm-hmm and it, it, it sort of threw me and it made me realise that's because I was wearing my wedding ring and I couldn't help myself. I said, oh, actually, I'm widowed. And he said, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm really, really sorry. Um, and I felt awful for saying that, but I didn't want him to think that my old man was at home paying for it because he wasn't. No. He, was, he, he wasn't here anymore and that was quite painful. So I took it off. And then put it back on again, and then I took it off, mm. and then I, and then I had made that decision. Actually, I'm not married anymore. Yes, I mean that's the thing, isn't it? It's like, am I still married? No, I'm not married. I was married till death do us part. Yes, yeah. And death has parted us. And I had the same thing actually. I went on a girlfriend took me on a cruise a year after David died, and there's some sort of tacky guy at the bar who sort of said oh you two ladies off here while your husband's working hard to pay for your cruise and I also and said I'm a widow in a slightly aggressive fashion as you can imagine and um you know it was just like go away and it, it was just I don't know distasteful but anyway I kept my ring on for another year after that so I kept my ring on for two years and then I put it around my neck on a chain so it was sort of in a transition place really and then I, I also thought, I'm, I'm not married. No, Who am no. I kidding? I'm not married. Um, and took it off a bit. And it was weird not having it yes. sort of on my person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and you notice I couldn't help but look at my finger and it was sort of indented from mm. where the, the ring had been for many, mm. many years. And that seems 
very strange, but I didn't tell my children that I was going to take it off, and I didn't tell anyone I was going to take it off. Um, and no one really noticed. I don't know if they perhaps didn't say, why have you taken your ring off? Because yeah, they maybe. didn't. What do, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. But, um, I mean, there are others in the group that wear their rings, husband's rings, and their wedding rings together on a chain, aren't there? Mm-hmm. Some yes, that, I mean, Simon didn't have a ring, so I didn't, didn't have that, that to sort of think about what to do with Simon's ring. But, no. Um, I, th- I think the, the main thing is you do what is right for you, isn't it? I think so. I think so. And I think everyone's different. And some people, I guess, will never take the rings off. And, no. You know, but it's just an interesting thing to discuss. So, I mean, basically, I suppose the outcome is there is no right nor wrong. No. It's like what, no. you, what you really want to do. And then we also talked about, um, like, I hate the expression getting rid of the clothes and belongings, yeah. but it's something about what you're moving on the clothes yeah. and belongings and when do you do that and how easy it is. And I remember for me, I didn't do it at all for ages. I think ages being about possibly about, I don't know, maybe one, maybe two years. And then I had a lovely lady who was um, a sort of, uh, a, had been a cleaning lady for me and was now more of a friend. And I literally got her or asked her to come along and sit with me while I cried and went through the shirts, David's shirts, he had loads of shirts. Um, And I put them into piles of those I thought the children might want, those I might want to keep, and those I thought I would give away. Um, But that was a process that went, I couldn't do it all at once. It had to be sort of over a period of time because I found it incredibly emotional, actually. It's really hard. Did you find the same? Uh, I, uh, slightly different in the fact that Simon had all all, all his things all around the house, like we all have all our bits and pieces around the house. And I found it really hard. If I'd open a drawer, these glasses would be there. If I went by the front door, his car keys were there. Mm. Everything in the house reminded me that Simon wasn't there anymore. All his possessions were there, but I knew he was never coming home. So within about three weeks, I just went through all the downstairs and and got everything of Simon's, everything that was upstairs, toothbrushes, dressing gowns, and put it all in one cupboard. I couldn't, as you said earlier, you don't like to say get rid, do you? Rehome, I guess. Um, I couldn't. I couldn't rehome any of it, but it all had to be in one place. So the rest mm. of the house was free of those gut-wrenching moments when you can't bear the fact that they're not coming back. Yeah. And, and those things remind you that they're not coming back, which is ridiculous, isn't it, really? Because in your head, in those first few oh, months, however long, you know that they're there the whole time. But so I... But it, it was almost like those possessions belong to Simon, but he's no longer here. Yes. And but, what do you do with them? That was yeah. the thing. I thought, oh, there are, there are David's glasses, or there's his glasses case, or there's his cufflinks. Yes. And I think, well, he's not going to use them, no. right? So what am I going to do no. with these things? And yeah. what, what I did was um, did memory boxes for mm. the three kids. And in those, I tried to divide all of Simon's things up that were personal to him, like glasses. So in their memory boxes, they've all got a pair of Simon's glasses. In their memory boxes, they've all got Simon Love check shirts. They've all got a check right. shirt. Yeah, that's um, nice. And um, 
all the other bits and pieces, cufflinks, they've all got exactly the same. Right. But what I also did, um, very soon after Simon died, he had his favourite clothes. He had a, he, he loved his check shirts, as I just said. He had a dressing gown that um, I'd kept that um, he, he wore when all the babies were born. And, you know, I could see him holding the babies and wearing yeah. that dressing gown. Um, and, and a work shirt and I, I got all those and sent them off to a lady who made each piece of material into a patchwork cushion mm. and on there the kids used to call their dad pups so on there I had it embroidered it's in pups and I had one for me but that was they were his favourite clothes and they, they sort of were associated with Simon's life mm. So, mm. so that's such a nice idea yeah, mm. and and then I I kept them and then gave them to the children on the first anniversary of Simon dying. Of course, we all howled, um, yeah. and that was difficult because they all put them on their beds, and uh, every time you went into their rooms, it was for me yeah. it was difficult seeing all those bits. But um, that was the way I dealt with it. And then a couple of very good friends came, and I said I was ready to rehome the clothes, and they sent me out. They said, go and have a coffee, go and do something. And they bagged up all Simon's clothes and they all took them all to the charity shop, but no, not a charity shop near where we live. And I, I was just so very grateful to yeah. those friends for yes. doing that for me because I don't think I could have ever done it. I think mm. I think to this day, which is 10 years later, Simon's clothes would still have been, mm -hmm. been in the wardrobe because yeah. I couldn't have done it. It's, it's extraordinarily hard, isn't it? It's like, almost like you're making them go. Yes. It's yeah. um, really strange. I mean, I've, I've kept some cufflinks and things like that of David's and I gave some to the to Jamie and then my son and I thought I'd give some to the grandchildren. And I, I suppose, yeah, but I still got, you know, I still have boxes. I think I've got a camera of his and mm. I've still got old glasses cases. What earth I'm keeping them for? They're, but they're in boxes somewhere and it's, I, I suppose I avoid going through the boxes mm. still. I mean, most of the stuff has gone now, but... It's, anyway, the message is that it's, it's hard, no matter how long afterwards it is. Exactly, yeah. and, and, and I know I keep on repeating myself when I say about the rest of the group, but, you know, some people have still got all their possessions around the house, haven't they? Yes, you know, um, yes. Hats in the hall and shoes by the door. And, yes. um, and, and once again, like the wedding rings, it, it is what is right for you and what is right for the rest of your family, your children. And, yeah. But ultimately, you do what gives you more comfort. You do. You do. And I'm, I'm sort of thinking as we're talking, you know, but what happens if you've got somebody who has still got the hats in the hall and the shoes by the front door and et cetera, et cetera, 10 years later? You know, mm. maybe then that that is a problem. I mean, I'm not judging. I'm no. just thinking: when does it become, I don't know, an issue, or sort of very apparent that one just can't let go, or it, no. we just can't move forward, and 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 that sort of brings on to: is it necessary to move forward? And you know, what on earth does that look like? And that's what we always say, isn't it? We're all trying to find new pathways forward yes um and I, I i i don't know if i've said it before but i i think if simon were to come back now he wouldn't recognize the person that i am now because i've had to do things in different ways i've had to yes. become a different person because you sort of when you have been together for such a long time you sort of morph into each other and, and you become one and then suddenly that other half of you goes you, yeah. i didn't know who i was i lost my i lost my identity because mm. 
it had been such a long time since I'd been on my own. Yes. And you worked as a team, didn't well, you? Yes, exactly. Yes, you did. I mean, I remember after David died, I remember thinking, thank God I had work. Yes. You yeah. know, it was, I thought this is another identity. I can sort of hide behind that yeah. And, yeah. and do that. But yeah. yes, it is what, what, what is moving on. And I, I guess that's something we'll be discussing more, won't we, in future yeah. future podcasts. We're going to look at what we'd be doing now, you know, what, what it's like to move on. Yeah. But before we do that, should we talk a bit about what we feel has gone Yeah. Well, and what okay. we feel okay. we've... Well, thank you, Siobhan. You've been a, a great host to be with. <laughs> Ditto, darling. <laughs> no, it's been, that has been... I've really enjoyed, in a way, even though it's yes. been emotionally yeah. exhausting, us, yeah. us talking together and yeah. working together. But I think we've also been so appreciative if those people have come and shared their uh, stories. Yeah. My goodness. Yes, What absolutely. courage, really. Absolutely. Yeah. Because it's been... Well, it's one thing that we said... We, I think we came up with, or you came up with the idea, Siobhan, but we were just having coffee and thought, oh, well, we could try it. We maybe just do one, and now this is our 13th one. But as you say, we're so appreciative of everyone coming in and talking. It's been very painful for them, and we've visibly seen that. And Mm -hmm. it's probably come across on quite a few of the podcasts um, how difficult it has been for some, well, for everyone to to be so open and honest yes. and it's so raw but I think the thing w- that we wanted it to be was not um, we haven't rehearsed this have we? No as, we, as you can probably <laughs> tell <laughs> no we haven't at all just and, press the button and go and I, I think that has worked well I th- do you know I think we couldn't really have done it any other way I think if we'd sort of rehearsed it I would have sort of stumbled over yeah. what I was going to say and yeah. got it wrong and yeah. you know got question two at number five and yeah. that sort of thing so yeah. I'm glad we didn't really no. and we've had the other thing is that we're so appreciative because we've had so many downloads so yes as of this evening we've had 700 which I think is phenomenal well I think it's phenomenal maybe some people have billions in the first week <laughs> I don't know um but it feels that we've reached we've certainly reached more than a few people yeah. and and also we're really hoping that it it's helping more than a few people, which is all we wanted to do so that people were all you wanted to do, particularly, wasn't it, for people to know that they're yeah. not alone yeah. and to have some comfort knowing that, you know, the madness is everywhere yeah. and whatever you're going through is not really strange and awful or not awful. It is awful, but not abnormal. So, yeah, yeah. I think we've achieved far more than we thought initially, haven't we, mm-hmm. um, by that number, because yeah. as we said, you know, even if it just helped one or two people but it's been downloaded on so many different countries as well so I um I had to look up where the what some of the countries were that's the level of my geography <laughs> um yeah but, but we've also had some good feedback haven't we some yes, positive feedback yeah. which has been really nice and actually interestingly we had one piece of feedback which said, it sounds so professional which when when I know we are so unprofessional that we're sort of stammering around here that yeah. I, I was sort of pleased that it seemed relaxed enough to be, I don't know, professionally relaxed, I suppose. Yeah, because we're only recording on a phone um, and, uh, you know, we've got no microphones or anything like that. So um, I think the only thing that we felt that we could improve on is learning how to edit. Yes, I think we've tried, we've edited (laughs) once. (laughs) And it probably isn't, it wasn't very successful. But that doesn't matter. It's not supposed to be a sort of pristine thing. It's supposed to be much more human and I think actually when I've listened back to um some of the podcasts I have been really struck by the humanity yes of of people and the the courage of people 
speaking about what they've gone through, but also with what they've gone through and what yeah. most of us widows have gone through, widows and widowers, and, um, you know, and what an extraordinary experience it is. And, and through the awfulness, there have been some very good and wonderful things about, I don't know, getting to know a group of people yeah. or people supporting each other and being there for each other in in a way which is so non-judgmental mm. and I, I found that hugely yeah. touching yeah and and it doesn't make you feel quite so alone does it no. I mean I think that the loneliness of being widowed is extreme but if you know you're with a group of people that really get it really understand it's such huge support isn't mm. it and that has helped yeah. not only me but other people in the group yeah and I think also you know we um, had a podcast with a, a couple who are in a new relationship and I think it's very it's also very difficult and takes a lot of courage to be able to say actually I'm going to try again actually I'm going to take a risk mm. and and try falling in love again, try loving again, try caring again, because it's a huge thing to undertake in a way when yeah. you've lost someone at our sort of age, I suppose. Yes, yeah. And as I think we've said before, when um, Catherine and Michael came in, it, it, it's another thing about another loss, isn't it? You think to love somebody again, mm. to lose again, mm. you, you just don't know whether you could have the capacity to cope with that mm. but but that would be for no reason to not necessarily go go forwards into a different rela- or mm. in, into another relationship mm. um, but the, I think we wanted to discuss that more in the future podcast yeah. didn't we yes. um, and other things I think w- w- that we thought we would touch on in the podcast future podcasts are um, holiday yes. going on holidays and we've had a couple of the members of the group that have done loan holidays um, and they would like to come in and discuss that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I went away for a few days on my own last year, and that was the first time in nine years that I'd actually been away on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that some people... It's difficult, isn't it? Because it, unless you go away with family, do you go away with friends, with couples, yeah. um, another group of women, friends? Mm-hmm. It, but it is hard to, to make that initial step isn't it, it going is. away on your own it is and you've got that whole thing I remember when I went and I was going to um, a family you know member but it was a long distance flight so I was going to the airport on my own yes. I was in yeah. the airport on my own yeah. and a bit of me was saying Sean just like enjoy it you know get a mm. sort of glass of wine and mm. think this is lovely but I didn't think no. it was lovely at all I just felt I'd have loved you to feel... have had somebody there to talk to yeah. and say oh isn't this a pain the queue's so long or yeah. Oh, it's been delayed. There's no one to no. do that with, and, and you that feels feel more awful. alone. Then, don't you? Yeah. You feel, yeah, and you you can't help but look at other people that tend to be all in couples. Yes, which and is irritating. Doing, yeah. at that <laughs> <laughs> they're all doing things together, and yes. you're fumbling through security and trying to find your boarding pass and your tickets, and <laughs> right, that you're going to lose something. And and yeah. then when you're on the plane, I did find that so people would say things. I did find members people saying, "Say, so you're travelling alone? <laughs> what about?" Um, yes, there's obviously no one here with me. I'm widowed. <laughs> shall, shall I throw the I widowed pig out? 
<laughs> but it's, you know, people stating the obvious and then me, me thinking, I'm not quite sure how to respond here. No. <laughs> I'm bringing the ghost of my husband with me. He's in the other seat. <laughs> but that's the thing, isn't it? I think when you're widowed sort of our age, people expect you to be divorced. They don't expect yeah. you. If you're on your own, they, they think that you are actually divorced rather yes. than widowed because yeah. there's the... I mean, I'm probably being wrong here, but you tend to think of other people being widowed later on in life, as we said. When mm. we first did mm-hmm. the very first podcast, was yeah. this was aimed at people in midlife that yes. were widowed. We were sort of thinking 50 to 75 is midlife, yeah. didn't we? Which I think is fair enough. <laughs> I think we're still young, young midlife. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, holidays, um, and then I think life beyond widowhood, isn't it? Mm. Um Fast forward, uh, and how how we've changed our lives. Whether whether changing a career helps. Whether we've whether joining different activities, having different hobbies. Yes. Um, and I think we found that within the group, haven't we? That you don't want to be on your own at night alone every single night. You don't want to be at home alone every single weekend. Mm-hmm. And, and the only way in which you can find new parts is is having that courage to join different things. Yes, and in fact, the group has developed different things, yeah. hasn't it? We've got small groups for different sorts of outings to, to I don't know, to the theatre or to croquet and things. And I think that's lovely because there's yeah. nothing worse. Also, I, I remember the other time I found Sundays awful was when I was about like a teenager. And you'd think, gosh, it always uh, Sundays dragged, you didn't couldn't they? Wait couldn't, Monday, couldn't wait to get to Monday. Couldn't wait to get. And then you wouldn't be on your own. But for, yes. for us Sundays, and you're yeah. still on your own the yeah. next day. It's, 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 yeah, I think it's... Um, really hard and I think you know for both of us we've developed other interests haven't we and other different aspects of our careers Mm. that we've um which perhaps we wouldn't have developed at all I certainly wouldn't when I think I think that the jobs I have now I wouldn't have ever contemplated doing them because I wouldn't I would have just had my time with Simon and we would have just been looking after the dog and enjoying grandchildren Mm. um which I now have a grandson. Right, congratulations! <laughs> I know, so exciting, so exciting. So it does feel that Simon lives on in the in the next yes. generation, which is which is really lovely. Yes, mm. and that's really special, isn't yeah. isn't it? I I started having grandchildren younger, and not me personally, but my children had um, grandchildren. Started having grandchildren a few years ago, so um, but I look at them and I think, well, actually, I think, oh. David's not seeing this and that's yes. the saddest yeah. thing in the world I think like yeah. my daughter said you know the context of every happy occasion is still sadness to yeah. a certain extent because he can't see it he can't no. see a new child being born no. or no and we always say that in our family it's always so bittersweet yeah, yeah. wonderful occasions but always uh, tainted by the fact our loved ones aren't there to see it yeah so we have a lot more to discuss but uh, we are going to have a little bit of a break mm-hmm. and um we'll definitely have some new guests but in the meantime we would really love some input uh, some feedback of, yes. of, of how you felt this has helped you or other topics that you'd like us to chat about um, we're very open to any uh, any any anything that you might like to discuss um, so uh, I think maybe just put the put put the comments on. I think the, there's something on Apple, Apple where you can put a comment. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So if you have comment, and then you know, um, 
we can hopefully take on board what you're, what you're thinking yeah. and feeling. But we'd really, really appreciate, once again, everyone that's come in and made this podcast so special. Everyone from the group, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And, yes. uh, and to all of, all of you for listening. Yes, thank, thank you. you so much yeah. to all of you for listening and giving us a chance to be able to uh, voice how we have struggled through it <laughs> struggled through I, it I don't know what to say I've managed or struggled through it <laughs> yeah and sort of still laughing yeah absolutely absolutely so in the meantime take care goodbye bye bye